LinkedIn. Hello. YouTube. Hello. Twitter. Yes, we're on Twitter as well. Today, grab your sandwiches, get that CPD Sani, and we're going to learn how to be professional. Try not to, probably shouldn't have a bell in the office when you're professional, but you're going to learn all our thoughts on that as well today. Thank you, everyone. All right, all right, we're going to get ready. Professional, in 10 seconds. Jason, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone in the big wide world. There we go. It's me, Stephen Drew from the Architecture Social, joined by the fantastic Jason Boyle. So, Jason, we're now no longer audio only. You have my terrible beard here. <laughs> we're on video. <laughs> we're on video. We're alive. Um, this is quite a bit of a fun novel thing for us because we do a lot on clubhouse that's how we actually met that's how we do a lot of stuff together so jason we have a really it's an in, really interesting exciting time at the moment and more importantly as well what better time to talk about uh, now that we're in the rebar election phase to talk about what it means to be a professional in the industry as an architect and also with as well the professional bodies and so what a fantastic conversation today that we can have together about what does it really mean to be a professional so i have my own thoughts on that and i know you do as well but before that can everyone can you tell everyone who you are and i'll bring the screen up a little bit as well so jason we zoom back in uh, do you want to tell everyone who you are and what you're about? Yeah. Thank you, Stephen, for uh, for doing this as well. I really appreciate it. It com comes at a perfect time because I'm actively campaigning for um, running for, for RIBA Council. Um, yeah, it's it, again, I'm sorry, so I'm Jason Boyle. I've been an architect uh, for 21 years um, and 13 of those years have been in the nuclear industry. Um, and I'm a fellow of the RIBA as well, um, back in 2018. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit about who I am. Amazing. Amazing. So we actually did a podcast before and people can definitely check that out, but that was last year and we didn't know each other as much <laughs> since then. And we've kind of gone on a weird and wonderful journey. So while you are an architect and while you have done, so, and I've learned a lot from you in terms of mentorship and all these kind of things. And that kind of, to me, will touch upon how I think yeah. important that is to being professional. However, we have done one or two things on Clubhouse as well. So you have set up um, a Clubhouse, which is a little bit more active than me because I've been busy at the moment, but we have done the Architecture Social Clubhouse and you have your own one. Can we just touch upon that briefly before yeah. we go into it? Sure, yeah. So, uh, so I think it was back in late February, I set up the Global Architect Alliance, um, mm -hmm. which is a, exists on Clubhouse. It's uh, yeah. audio-based. But it's um, we've got members from 32 different countries. Um, we've got 2,700 people there, and we've actually done 17 debates without a break, Stephen. Without a break, so 
per week. Wow, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's impressive. I love it as well. I've been in one or two of the rooms. It's been fantastic. And, and what's interesting about Clubhouse is that you have all different people from different parts of the architectural profession. And because it's around the world, you have different professional bodies as well. And so Absolutely. I imagine everyone has a different answer to this question. So this is an interactive show for anyone in the audience. If you want to ask me or Jason the question, you can ask it here. If they're swearing, I might not be able to bring it up on the screen, but anything other than that, we are an open book so we can ask it. And so the question, I'll bring it up on the screen. Let me just type it in here. So the question that we pose, what does it mean to be a professional? So let's whack that up here now because we're going to talk about that for a bit so why don't we start off with your thoughts and why you wanted to go into this question jason and then we can freestyle around it yeah i think it's um i think it's something that you know obviously you're going through your training to become a professional um and it and it's the certain attributes that i think you need to have um in order to be professional and we can talk Mm -hmm. about all of them um but, you know, it, I think it, it just comes at a time when I think a lot of people are coming out of university and they might have got their qualifications and they're moving into the work environment. And, you know, they may be asking them sort of questions. Well, what does that what does that really mean? You know, what what, what how would you describe what it's like to be in a professional? You know, and, yeah. then, and I think there's certain attributes that you need to have. Um, and, you know, like for, I'll give you give you the first one. Um, continuing professional development so Mm. which is all around competency so once you become this professional and we can talk about all the things um you know you have a duty really to keep your knowledge and 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 grow your knowledge in your profession so you know so i'd say a professional is someone who's always learning um Mm. actually records that evidence as well um and belongs to a to professional sort of body or, or institute you know, yeah. that, that's just one aspect. What are you? What are mm. your thoughts on that? I agree. I think that um, you know, because I'm not a qualified architect. I'm a part two architectural assistant, and in one sense, y- you never stop learning. And and we talked about it so much as well. For even to, like on Clubhouse, okay, the the mechanics of running a conversation and including everyone at first seems so. It is difficult and it's something that's fun, but also challenging. And I'm always learning. And I think that's what I really loved about those conversations. So sometimes I challenge the the ideas that I think are cement in my head. And that's what was really interesting. But you're right. I do think that it's interesting for me, actually, Jason, because I don't have like architectural CPDs so much anymore, but they're a really important part of the practice where I work at Larry. And so today, I mean, I'm working at home, but I can see in the office it's like right we must learn and we must check up and we've got a really exciting one because for like fire at the moment i mean it's really really important and there's constant rules evolving around that but i do think though for anyone that is a student as well that the the concept of what you're talking about being a professional i really agree about sharpening your tools is something that you can do even if it's not quote unquote um a cpd so sana's a great one and we work both with her and she does some cool stuff and she's got like an event popping up where you can learn how to organize your staff and you can learn how to be more efficient and i think that that's a really good example of like actually 
doing something, learning professional skills, which is going to make you more organized, have a higher output. So there's the two sides, as you said, there's the, there's like the official way of going about it, but the always learning aspect of being a professional as well. The other bit that I'd love your thoughts on, and because you do mentoring, and I respect yeah. that a lot, and I try to do mentoring on the architecture social, and, you know, it's it's almost you can get so much thrill from him and there's so much I learned from it, but also that is a requirement as well. And actually um, that requires a lot of being a professional and, and you have to, when you're mentoring someone, you have to deal with them in a professional capacity, which is supportive and constructive to help yeah. them in their career. So what I'd love to ask you a quick question on is like, do you, is it, is it, two different versions of being a professional when in your job as an architect and being a mentor, Jason, or is there like similar styles and characteristics of being a professional throughout, which is really helpful? Yeah, I think, I think it's, um, you know, everyone is different and everyone comes from different um, backgrounds and, and learning experiences. I think the first thing you, you would do in that case is do a lot of listening so yeah. I think that that is that is really critical. Be empathetic, um, and a lot of it is to is to do with emotional intelligence. You know, because that is something that I don't think we're really kind of taught. Um, mm. You know, at university, um, but it, it, it's it's a sort of general skill that you build up through, throughout life. But mm. I I always say to the, on the first couple of sessions, I'm going to do a hell of a lot of listening. Yeah, right. it, it it really is it really is critical. And then once they open up and you can kind of understand where they're coming from, then you can kind of put a strategy in place um, to mm. to do to do that. So 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 it is it is different from work. Um, you I think you do a, maybe you should do a lot a lot more listening at work with people. Um, but right. I think it, there's different sort of pressures at work. You know, you definitely you've got a task to do, and I don't see that's the case with mentoring it's much more of an inclusive process. Mm. There's so many facets to the word being a professional as well, though, because one, I was reading your thoughts on this beforehand. So you're right. So I respect the values you've got there. And I, and you're right. Everything's different between different, your different roles, your different capabilities. Where it gets interesting with the word professional, though, is like the professional title, right? Or the protected mm. title. So if I said right now I'm an architect on LinkedIn Live... That would probably be a bad idea because the ARB would come down on me quite <laughs> rightly, quite rightly, but because I'm, you can't say that. And so I'll tell you a brief, quick story. So when I did the BBC radio live uh, conversation with Lionheart, oh, Lionheart, I got all sweaty yeah. before. Yeah, I got all bothered before. And at one point during the conversation, he was like, as an architect, Da, 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 da. And I was having a mini sweat on because I was like, right, I've got to handle this very because what he was he was asking about how I feel again about being a professional, but he, but he said as an architect. And so yeah. I had to sneak it in there that I was an architectural assistant because I didn't want ARB to see on the BBC radio that yeah. I was saying I was an architect. So on one hand, I think that this is kind of important and needed, but then on the other hand, 
you know, you have architectural assistants who are equally professional, but they can't legally say that they are an architect. So what's your kind of thoughts? Because you have been in the industry much more than me. And and while you're running for the REAPA, we both agree it's really important. But how do you feel about the architecture title being protected and what that means in terms of being a professional? Yeah, I think I think you know for 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 many of those people who are, who are qualified as an architect, it's something that it is really a big achievement yeah. in your in your sort of life, and maybe that's that's one reason why people get a little bit emotional about it. And you know, yeah. there's obviously the legal side, but it's just about using the right terminology for me. So if you are an architectural assistant, there's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely yeah. um, fine. If you if you're a registered architect with ARB. That's fine. If you're a chartered architect, then then see you are. So it's it. I think it, it comes down to one of the attributes of being professional, which is honesty and integrity. So like when you were on the radio and you were sort of correcting um, Lionheart about you know, well, I'm actually an architectural assistant. That shows you're actually professional. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you, do you see Got what it. I mean? Yeah. So totally. It's, it's totally. Just, but it was at the time it was really stressful though. To, you know, to get sure. it in the conversation live. But uh, yeah, yeah, I pulled it off in the end, I think. So yeah, so yeah, I know you did. And I think it, that that shows your honesty and, and your integrity as a person, your character, mm. which I think is something that's absolutely critical to being a professional. Just being honest about what you are is great. And you get a lot of respect for that. Mm, I appreciate that. Well, it's an exciting time, right? I think that there's so much going on. And look, I can see your passion and, and you're right that we're all professionals in architecture. We should be proud. But at the same time, I agree. If someone's done all the hard work and done the part free exam, because I haven't done the part free exam, but if you have done, that should be uh, celebrated and rewarded. Yeah. So you are running right now for the REBA Council. I can't vote for you, but if I could, I, know. I am happy to say publicly that I would vote for you. However, I'm sure you're, you're, while you're running right now, it's an exciting time in the profession and uh, in the architectural profession. And I know that this theme of being a professional is important to you. So tell me, why are you running for this, um, for the REBA Council? Yeah, I think it, I think it all stemmed really from writing those articles I did. Um, I think it was probably during lockdown about the Baroque yeah. architect. Um, yeah. So I got a lot of response from from that, and um, you know, my my LinkedIn profile really started to grow with people and and, and commenting about it. And you know, it was a poll. I, it was based on polls that I conducted, asking people about um, the first one was maybe about salary at the different sort of levels of, of, of part one, part two, part three. And then yeah. the other one was kind of more about the sort of work, working culture um, mm. around architecture. So, so I kind of, I could see that the issues within the profession. Um, and once I started, I wrote an article from the, the, from what happened with the polls and investigated into the history of some of the practices that had gone out of business. I could see there was, um, there's a real need to bring that sort of business um, and professionalism into practice. You know, yeah. um, yes, there's fantastic practices out there that are profitable. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not, but I think, um, you know, we, we, we touched on CPD, continuing professional development. I don't think yeah. there's enough um, around that business side of architecture. 
Um, and I really, in my in my statement that I've made to um, on the, to the RIBA, I've highlighted the fact that I really do think we need to look at the business skills and upskill people. And I think a lot of the architects' um, roles have been taken away from us by other professionals as well. There's right. many things that we used to do, and so we can't earn as much fee as well. So, you know, I, I don't want to go into every single aspect of what's been taken away from us. Most of the architectural community are aware of that. Um, but I really want to emphasize that sort of business and uh, consultancy um, aspect of, of being an architect. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And I think you're I think you're right. I think that's a great stance to do. So I think do we have as well online? Did Reaper in the end publish the written statements, Jason? Did they publish the, them online? Yes. They're, yes, they're all online. Yeah, they are. They, okay. They pub, yeah. So you can read everyone's, I think there's 11 people running. So you can publish everyone's state. You can see everyone's statement and read and, and, and see which one, you know, that you, that you align to. Um, but yeah, yeah. They're all there. yeah, that's good. That's good. So, well, amazing. Look, let's, let's have a little clap for that. Cause I agree. We need people who are passionate about like pushing the business agenda as well as, you know, the professional body. So definitely I think anyone listening should check out what Jason said. So I, I managed to um, avoid the um, the election, uh, the the campaigning process, didn't I, Jason? So I, I, I kind of, I kind of, by, I kind of by chance snuck in through the door, but I am excited to be there. And I agree with a lot of the points you say. So look, it's hopes to see what happens. But I think rather than, as you said, though, it's important that people feel like they vote and that's part of being a professional isn't it that everyone's say matters and actually people should vote and and i say that from a place where in the past i i remember once or twice i didn't vote in terms of particular when i was a student in the in the national elections because i was like oh whatever you know between labor and conservative it's all a fast and you can't think like that because otherwise then the the voices are not going to be heard and and like i think that it's a really constructive time right now that if we want to change stuff within reba then let's actually do it there's some good stuff that's there and let's change what doesn't work that's being a professional in my opinion fixing the problems and um you know I know that you, you, I, and I believe you when you say you're quite happy to roll the sleeves up and, and get stuck in. But that's the attitude you need right now, isn't it? To kind of push this, this agenda of us being, you know, architects, as you're saying, um, you know, kind of reclaiming their role as a professional and reclaiming that remit. It's only going to happen if we all start talking about it and all start pushing ahead. I mean, that's why I think this year, Jason, isn't it, where like um, the FAF, you know, the Future Architects Front, they talked about how they felt as a part two being a professional, that they were not happy with certain things, and that included salary. But because of that conversation, there was a very mature response. And now hopefully we will get to the point where that will change. The industry will change and we will adapt and be, it will be a more professional environment in 2021 because there's always a lot of work to do, but we have to start somewhere, right? Because it doesn't work, does it? Going, oh, whatever. And then leaving. It's like people actually have to get involved. I mean, how do you feel about that? 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and, and you know, I've, I've put myself forward for this position and I'll be very honest with, with you. I've had a lot of people send me very negative comments and these are our right. IBA members. Um, you know, and they, they, they tell me the problems with, with the profession. And, um, and I, I go back to them and say, yeah, but you're still an RIBA member. Why? Tell me why you're an RIBA member. It must mean right. something to you, you know, or yeah, you yeah. wouldn't keep paying the fees or your company wouldn't keep paying the fees for you. So, so I think I've got a good grasp on what the issues um, facing the RIBA and I, I'm listening to people because this, this is going on until the end of the month. Um, so people are quite, I'm quite open to, to listen. I can't promise to solve every single problem, you know, yeah. but I'm, 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 I can communicate the issues uh, to, to people within our IBA. And that's, that's why I want to sort of stand. And the voting actually only takes you, because um, I, I voted as well, it takes you 10 seconds if you, if you um, depend on if you want to read everyone's, but the actual act of pressing the voting button and logging in is very quick. So it's pretty quick. You can't vote for yourself, though, can you? I don't think so. Oh, well, can you? I, I, well, no, I, 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 I didn't. But <laughs> no, I, you didn't. I, I exactly. You're wrong. a professional. That's yeah, wrong. no, I was just, I was just, I was just curious. Um, so it's dead easy. So should, we should all do it. But that's really yeah. interesting. So already, yeah, the term being professional because it's such a wide and loose definition. You know, I think that it's really interesting all the facets. So. We've covered the aspect of we have the professional body of Reba or what it means to get involved and change things. But I do agree with the attributes that you talked about before, because to me, um, being a professional, especially so like in recruitment, okay, before, because recruitment is perceived as a super unprofessional business, okay? Because remember, there was that post on LinkedIn uh, before where, um, you know, with topic of recruitment came and um you know i have again you I mean we talk about a can of worms with reba but uh, yeah. on one hand i've been the recruitment consultant and it's, it's it's a very difficult job in some shape or form and it's so easy to come across as unprofessional yet hopefully by doing little bits and and oh and rather than thinking oh gosh um you know, that feeling of when I go to a, um, a Christmas party or whatever, or so, you know, I go to a, like me and you, I sit down and I meet your fiance before I go, oh, I'm a recruitment consultant. And then she'd be like, oh yeah, I know where this is going. Well, it's taken me a lot of time to get past that. And one of yeah. the ways I try to do is by being professional or by being honest and being open. And it was last year when I was on furlough. I mean, my values in recruitment was always, okay, I got to look after the person person's agenda you know you can't push people into jobs they've got to want to do it so you've got to find the right fit but it was actually helping out students and it took a lot of time to build up hopefully my reputation hopefully as being professional i mean technically the bells and the horns jason it's questionable but i like to have a giggle yeah i like to have a giggle but where i'm going with this is that i think being professional or being honest or being it's an ongoing thing it's a daily thing and we all make mistakes you know 
and and especially being on the live streams like us right now it's so easy to say one thing and it's so easy for it to be misinterpreted but my opinion of being a professional is that if you're honest and open and you try to help people and you admit mistakes but you have good intentions there then yeah. ultimately that is well received you know yeah uh, and it, it it's about consistency as well like Stephen, you'll know. So, you know, it, it, it's about turning up on time. It's about planning yeah. ahead. It, it's, you know, I've done, you know, Global Architect Alliance every single 16, week. Yeah. I've shown up. I've planned yeah. ahead. I've got people involved to speak, discuss the topics. It takes a hell of a lot of time to organize these things. And, and I think people know that, you know, Thursday comes seven o'clock, I'll be there and I'll open a room. So it's, yeah. it is it is about you know being being professional. It's about being consistent um, and and not sort of making excuses sometimes to to not turn to to not to not do something. Yeah, we yeah. all have busy lives, um, but you know you've just got sometimes you've got to plan um, plan ahead and sort of really push yourself to, to to doing it. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to go the extra mile. Um, I agree. I agree. I think it really helps. But um, I tell you what, that's one thing I need to learn from you more because right now I am the, my podcasts are going out late, Jason. We, I haven't done a clubhouse this week. I've got a, so when you're saying that, I was like, oh no, you're right. I need to do one. I know, I can tell. I know, but do you know what? You're right as well. Consistency is key. Consistency is key, but I am going to hold my hand up and be honest and say, I've just been a little bit too busy, but we will get the clubhouse back. But to be honest, the GAA, I think, has what you need. So, you know, the architecture social, we've had so many good clubhouses and we've talked about certain topics, but you are killing it on that front. So I am not, I'm not here to take the top part. The GAA, in my opinion, is the best uh, clubhouse for architects per week. I agree. So we've got one two things that Kirsty said. So she said lovely, spot on. I really appreciate that. And Kirsty's thoughts were talking about, so Kirsty thinks that there is a lack of education of what the Reba does for the profession, which is, a sh which is a shame, but I try to spread the message. Well, that's actually close to your mandate, isn't it, Jason, actually, about when yeah. you talk about the Reba standard. Do you want to, I bring Kirsty's question back up. Do you want to offer your thoughts on that, actually? Yeah, I, th I think there's, there's um, it's, for me, it's a knowledge hub. And I think you've got to really um, understand that it is a, a knowledge hub. I mean, for me, during the last 12 months, I've been using RIB Academy uh, there's hell of a lot of free, free content on there. Um, and you know, there's, there's lectures that are live. There's, yeah. um, continuing professional development that's recorded. You can watch it your own time. Um, you, you know, I think they've really made a step change, but it's only been for me in the last 12 months. Personally, I can, I can see this whole, so I'm like up to date now. I think I've done my, all of my CPD for the year already. Um, you know, I just, I just make wow. a conscious effort every Friday, um, Friday afternoon, I'll log on, I'll do some CPD and then, you know, that's kind of the end of my week. So I make it a habit, you know, um, yes. Um, you know, I think our IBA members as you know, we're all, if, if you're an RIBA, RIBA member, you owe it to, to get the word out there to other people. 
Mm. Um, so, you know, if you, if you do learn something that's fantastic, you know, tell people about it, share, do a podcast about it, um, yeah. you know, do a clubhouse about it and have a discussion. So they are yeah. people who are doing this sort of thing. Um, it, I don't think we should fully expect the RIBA to do everything for us. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be really upfront because, you know, I'm excited to go into this role at Reva. But I kind of, especially in the past, I had mixed thoughts about it. When I was a student, um, it felt very difficult on my own. You know, my parents supported me and I was working part time. Um, so I didn't quite feel the same I feel about Reva now. I have a bit of a different opinion on it now. Um, but I do think that there's definitely a lot of positive work that can be done i'm interested in like where the industry can go at next year and the year after and i think that's going to be really important to me but what i would say you touched upon a really good topic about there's only so much like these things can do it relies on you the person participating and i really agree with that so when you were talking about clubhouse about consistency i agree with that but that also i think it's a bigger concept and so like with all this stuff so anyone should be you can do your cpds but it's just like with the reba or like for instance with the architecture social there's so many resources there jason but people have got to log on they got to go through it and they've got to talk to people and they've got to network you're there but if someone doesn't message you then maybe a conversation doesn't happen. And it's the same thing. So I see all the successful people are the people that are doing things, you know, and it can be participating in things or it can be starting things. So you set up the Global Architects Alliance, but it's people that come to those conversations. That's what's really important. And I think that we've talked about it as well, but one of the things of being a professional is the more and more you do these things the chances are that you meet people okay and when you meet yeah and that helps with networking now it's not always going to go right and so i'll do like a open confession because you know like with me i tell the truth and i hopefully tell the truth and everything and like one embarrassing thing that happened to me actually this week is because i mean i've been so flat out doing all these bits and bobs that i was supposed to do a, a guest presentation on Saturday and because on Friday was busy with work and everything and I didn't put this one thing in my diary because this calendar invite came into the wrong uh my wrong inbox and I didn't look it was all my fault but I missed it yeah and I was really um upset with myself because this was something I was passionate about it was going to speak to lots of students and I missed it Jason and uh, I, you know, I was gutted with myself for a minute and then I thought, right, what can I do? I'm going to be a professional about it. I'm not going to lie. And I just said, sorry, I've made a massive oversight. Um, at the moment, I'm spreading myself too thin. I've missed this. This is my yeah. mistake. And what happened, luckily, on the back of that is that the lady was really nice and she said, look, I understand these things happened. Do you want to be involved in the, another one? And I said, oh my God, that would be great. And that was better than me going, oh, you know, I'm you should you should have done this or you should because it wasn't her fault it was my fault yeah and i think that i had to yeah i had to own that and make a mistake and so what i'm trying to learn right now is that um the balance i have is that 
I've got to work, Jason, on getting the balance. Um, and also because you know I'm setting up my business and we talk about it, is getting that healthy balance. But in the process of that, we all make mistakes. I mean, how do you think about I mean, I know I've got to set my calendar up and you're right, but what do you think about what do you think about that? Do you kind of get where I'm coming from lately? I think, it's I difficult. Think, I think you handled it um, fantastically well. And my partner as well has taught me this is if you make a mistake, just um, you can diffuse the situation instantly by just going, sorry, I messed up. Yeah. I apologize. I, yeah. and, and, and then what, what can be the comeback? You know, they, they can't be a comeback really. So again, I, that is another aspect about being professional is being completely open and honest with people. Um, but I think you've got to be committed as well. So, you know, if you see, if you say you're going to do something, then you've got to try and put them mechanisms in place to remind yeah. you, you know, whether it's a post-it note stuck on your laptop or a calendar invite, um, and, and, you know, and, and making sure you keep that diary because my diary is so full of things, you know, I've got two more, um, things to, to, to go on straight after this. And, yeah. you know, I've got to, I've got to have that visibility and, and commit to things. So if I say, so if I say no, it's genuinely because I, I can't do it. Um, yeah. you know, do you know well, what you're I mean? right. yeah, you're right. And like from that, cause what I've got to what I learned is that I've got to be a careful about over committing to stuff, but more yeah. importantly, you're right. Is that the busier I'm getting, you're right. It needs to go into the diary. And so I can't let that happen again. And so hopefully I learn from it and it doesn't happen again. If it happens again, you have full permission, Jason, to honk the horn at me. Cause that's being unprofessional, but you're right. I love that analogy of what you say with your partner of, of holding up your hand. So we've had a few things that have come in over the time so stefano agreed with us and said yes so thank you stefano uh hopefully that was not yes at the bit where i uh, was an idiot for missing the meeting uh, but it was hopefully another part however i was offered a thought saying yes you heard about the reba standards and the reba offers for the first time during my part three which is a real problem in the british education i agree that it's very difficult right now. I was actually brought in another note here. So we're going to get you up on the screen here again, Ivo. So raising the fees will only work if everyone in the profession does it. Otherwise, undercutting will bring them down again. So, I mean, this is a, that's a massive um, conversation, yeah. probably one we can get into a little bit more another time. But um, yeah, in one sense, Jason, you know, raising the fees in theory is, is the right way to do. And I think that... Um, that is harder than it sounds, isn't it? You can't just snap up overnight, as you alluded to, Ivo, it about is. raising the fees. And, you know, lower, lowering fees is a race to the bottom. You know, it yeah. really is. And, uh, yeah. you know, a professional should be paid a professional wage you know, uh, yeah. or, or, or income. Um, you know, that's, that's just a given. Um, but it doesn't mm. happen, does it? There are cases where it just doesn't happen. Um, yeah. 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 So I, I agree with the comments. Yeah. Well, Ivor, I think um, you raise a valid point. Um, it's just, yeah, as you said, it's that's a, tr that's a tricky one to navigate. Dr. Les mentions that the REBA wasn't actually set up um, in 1834 to support members. It was set up to promote architecture. That's Thank correct. Thank you, Dr. Absolutely I, I didn't, correct. I didn't know that. There we go. Kirsty mentions that she thinks another issue is architects are learning to value themselves as a profession professionals 
yeah, I can see that. Uh, do you find that, Jason, that sometimes architects do not value their worth as well? Yeah, um, yeah, this is, again, this is a question I think that was has come up many times on LinkedIn um, about not valuing, valuing themselves and the reasons why are, are very complex as well. But, but it, yeah. is, it is a valuable profession. Um, you know, I, I only know my own design in my own buildings, which are, which are nuclear facilities. It, you know, the, the often the professionals in the team or all professionals look to the architect to make them decisions about, you know, from, from that concept and, and pulling this together and coordinating the design and creating yeah. what, what that, what that building is going to function like. It comes, it comes down to the architect more than any other professional. And that's what we're trying to do. So th th there's a huge value in architecture. It's just not often uh, understood by other people. And, mm -hmm. and it's our duty to do that. It's our duty to do that. And like back to Dr. Liz, yes, I agree. Um, it is about the advancement of architecture, but the profession is also looking after our professional um, development and as, as architects so we can actually do um, great architecture. So, yeah, yeah, I I think so. I think you're right. And um, hey, we've got wow, things have things have come in sheer sheer fast at the moment. We're getting so many comments, I can't even keep up with them, Jason. But I think um, what I would say, just jumping upon your point as well. So let's uh, what I wanted to talk about briefly. Every architect here the skills that we have as architects are amazing. So I met with an architect that we also had a clubhouse. So he's going to be on a podcast. His name's Matthew and he, he works in a BIM technology um, company in Sweden. And so yes, basically he was saying the same thing that like the skills that we learn as architects are amazing. So, or even like the fact that on the architecture social.com, I built the website and the way I look at it is the way I was taught to design. I don't necessarily do the buildings like you do right now, Jason, but anyone that's here, whether you're a part one or an architect, the skill set we have is phenomenal. I mean, what other industries, right? Do you learn to communicate a project, sell a project, deal with clients, deal with contractors, basic mathematics, advanced mathematics. You've got to issue drawings. You've got to organize drawings. You've got to go on site. You've got to see people. You've got the real world. You've got, you've got to understand how a building stands up. And then you're trained to be a designer. You're trained to make things look good. And you have a sense of spatial awareness. It's the skill sets that you have is fantastic and i often hear that architects are not fantastic business and managers but i would argue they're not that bad because the amount of skills that you've got is so wide so i think that as a profession um everyone's really talented and i think whether you're working in architecture or not still if you studied architecture it's super valuable experience you know oh it is it is and and sometimes you know with with, with it's identifying where your lack of skill lies. So you might have, you might be really good at a certain aspect of architecture. And in um, it, it's about being again, open and honest about where you need to upskill. And I think it's something that I've mentioned in my, in my statement to the RIA is we've got to upskill members 
Um, but that's, yeah. it comes down to you identifying where your weaknesses are. Um, so if you are honest with yourself and you need to upscale in certain areas, then um, that, that's what it's all about. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it, comes, it comes into, it's really funny actually, because um, uh, where I work, we have this thing called nuclear professional. And so the, these similar things come up um, within, my, within the nuclear industry. And it, it's essentially the same things, you know, honesty, integrity, yeah. Um, continuing professional development it's 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 a very similar thing yeah i think um i think it makes sense so look we've got so much coming in dr liz says come on steve don't you spend seven years learning how to draw a perfect circle i don't know many architects i could do a perfect circle um dr liz yeah it's very hard i think i have to say after five years i probably failed at that but hopefully because i built the arctic social you let me off dr liz um yeah we can see that uh, another question is the reba the right body to impose and recommend a new fee structure good question um well hopefully this year will be really interesting because we have for instance simon alford who's running ahmm so i think it's amazing right. to have a reba president as much as i i think good old alan's and a good job not having to go out there so fair dues however i i think that simon as a business leader will be really interesting because we've got talking about a large London commercial practice. And I think it's really important to have the micro architecture practices as well as the larger uh, architecture practices as well. I think that there is a just come out recently, a digital fee calculator that's come out. So I'd be interested to know anyone who has has tested that to see what they think of it. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, there's so much stuff coming here, and you're right, Jason. I've just seen some of the questions which have come in the chat. I got really distracted by one or two of them on Twitch. Uh, JS Rock, it's a very personal question you asked. I do not want to put it live on the air. However, you can drop me a message on LinkedIn, and I am more than happy to give you my thoughts on that because, you know, I think it's a very sensitive topic. But look, there's been so much here, okay? And we're coming up to that sweet 45 minute mark. So, for me, being a professional, I agree. It's I think it's like a daily attitude thing. It's admitting mistakes. It's hopefully helping people out. I do think that being generous with your time and energy, I think in the long run, you reap more rewards. And I think that being known as someone that's helpful and someone that is, is knowledgeable about their, their subject and expertise, to me, that's what I really value in a professional. And so the last thing that my dad always um, my dad always said is that basically like his definition of being a professional is, and this is his definition, is like having a laugh with your clients, but you've got to deliver the job. Because then he always used to say, look, uh, they can have a laugh with their best mates, but what you need to do is be the professional go-to guy and have an enjoyable working relationship. So that's my father's definition. My definition is helping people out and, you know, admitting to mistakes as you go. Um, Jason, what's your definition on what it means to be a professional? Yeah, I agree with that. You've you've probably done a great summary there, but I also think it is about getting, you know, set, set. If, you, if you're going to do something, quarter fee, um, you know, you've got to deliver that project or that task on time. And, you know, and if you if you're coming up to the to, you know, I don't know, 50 percent through and it's looking like it's not going to happen. You've got to hold your hands up, 
apologize and say, look, I need an extension um, or we need to find more resources to actually complete this task. So it's just it's just about kind of not getting to the end and then saying, oh, sorry, I've, I can't do this. You know, you know, you need to you need to be, you know, when you've got to do something and where you are on that timeline. So, it, it, again, it all comes back to honesty and integrity. Um, yeah. And holding it, you know, and, and that's what I think runs through all of these attributes of being a professional. Amazing. Well, I agree. So I've got some new noises here. Let's see what I've got. Oh, my gosh. I've got a new soundboard, which you'd love. So anyone in the crowd, look, I've got a cartoon board now. Look. So they weren't quite they weren't quite the ones that fit, but we'll have a round of applause for having you here, Jason. It is difficult to talk about these topics because it's very close to home for all of us. And, and no one is wrong here. It's all about our perspectives and that, and equally everyone's has a valuable opinion. However, well, there's one link that I wanted to get up, Jason, and that's the, sure. the Reba link on where, where people can vote. Cause that's going to be probably really important. So is that when they log into Reba that they find it or is it on the yeah, CSVO website? You, it's a CSVO website, but you will get a link as an RIBA member and literally you've just got to click it and, and put your code in and then you can, you can select. Right. Good. Okay. So everyone do that. Yeah. Wherever you're here out there, look, come on, come on. I want you to go in there and click the link. Vote for who you want. The important point is that you vote. If you're um, a Reba affiliate, then don't worry. In September when I join, I'll see. I'll have my say. And I think that everyone should vote. But until then, if you are a Reba architect, please do vote for the council. Um, Last one or two thoughts before we go. So JS Rock says he doesn't mind if we put it live and appreciate the respect. I love the emojis that you've got. Um, And... Uh, Shatish says that they're in the recession of the 90s did a lot of harm for the construction sector to retain them when we're cutting fees has contributed to where we are today perhaps you are right and fees seem to stagnate between 2 to 5% dependent on project size and value that sounds about right to me as well well we will work and I keep having the conversation on the fees but until Next time, everyone should log in and vote and they can message Jason here. You are on the Architecture Social and you do have a YouTube channel. This video is on YouTube. This video is on LinkedIn and people can message you on LinkedIn. Any questions, um, they can they can find you, can't they? Jason Boyle. That's I'm right. On Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter as well, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a more patient man than me. Twitter's quite a difficult because, one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is difficult. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Message Jason on uh, Instagram, Instagram, where you are on there as well, or LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Jason. Uh, you are an absolute legend, and I wish you all the well, all the best with your campaign. And you, we, I will probably. Oh yeah, I uh, my uh, yeah, I I'm free tomorrow evening, so I will see you on the GAA. Amazing, oh, fantastic. And we're talking about Brilliant. urban design. So, yeah, I like urban design. I was a toss up between whether I did urban design um, as a as an extra module um, and in. Uh, but I went mainstream architecture. Damn, uh, if I only well. did urban design, but maybe we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jason. Stay on the line while I close the broadcast. I have got Thanks, the Steven. last. Thank you so much. And Noor says, 
uh, all the support of Jason and uh, yeah, uh, says it's been a while. I am alive. I am here as well. Waving the waving the Fantastic. face mask. But I am going to close the live stream now, and we will see you soon. Bye bye, everyone. Take care. Take care.